Nightmares. Voices. Possessions. Energy so intense it causes the hair on the arms of the inhabitants of this home to stand perfectly erect. That's right. Perfectly erect. Overnight, paranormal investigators will ask demanding questions in aggressive tones and make low-quality, unintelligible recordings to get to the bottom of these mysteries. Mysteries surrounding extraterrestrials have been suggested to possibly be the answer to a question not yet asked. Alien theorists posit that one day, perhaps in the past or the future, we may come to know what might be more. We don't know what we do know, but we do know that what we don't know, we must continue to examine. And it could be that we might find the answers right here. On the Extra as Fuck Files with your hosts, Alex Martin, actor and voice artist, writer, producer, and an expat old soul living in the old world. She's a super fan of all things that go bump in the night. I want to believe, and I believe the truth is out there, but sometimes the truth it's just too out there, you know? And Sasha Chambers, voice artist and co-host of Eating After Midnight, she loves ancient mysteries and is on a wait list for alien abduction. I'm not saying it is or it isn't aliens. I'm saying it might or it might not be bullshit. Join us as we probe all our favorite episodes of paranormal infotainment. All things spooky-ooky. And ask all the hard questions. All while being female. Scary. Welcome back to the Extras Fuck Files. This is part two of our episode one, Bobby Mackey's Haunted Honky Tonk or Hogwash. We join our hosts already in discussion. So then no one goes to Bobby Mackey's apparently for a whole ass eight years until Katrina shows up with Nick who has previously been mm-hmm. there twice, but makes no mention of who he was there with, just that he's been there before and it was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of, like, you know, the show that shall not be named. Exactly, on my previous visit. Years ago when I was here. Right, yeah. now the Pearl Bryan story has taken an even more macabre kind of turn, if it wasn't already dark. Now... Her head has been cut off because they botched their self-abortion. And this was right. what? Like, like again, right. you got me at haunted honky-tonk. Why do we now have to Indeed. have a botched abortion that results in a headless cor- Come the fuck on, y'all. Right. Too much. You're doing too much. You've jumped a shark that's decorated in Christmas lights now. It's yes. too much. It's too much. <laughs> But at least with this show, with this episode, they very promptly cut through the bullshit, go to the local historical society and say, what's the facts here? What is it? What is the actual truth? And lo and behold, there is no Pearl Bryant connection whatsoever. Nothing. They can link Pearl Bryant and this murder to this fucking location. None. 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 It happened within a five-mile radius. That's the closest association. None zero whatsoever. Also, it is established that this place was never a slaughterhouse. It was a nope. distillery. Um, it was there was a distillery that maybe did at some mm-hmm. point have cattle on the premises, but the cattle were not slaughtered there. So I would mm-hmm. like also too at this point, can we stop calling 
this a well because nothing was drawn up from the well. Apparently only things went down the well. That means it's a drain. Okay. It's a fucking drain. It is not a well. Why do we have to keep calling it a well when it's clearly a motherfucking drain? So, um, which a distillery would have absolute use for and need for. Right. At this point, Carl is also dead. Oh, and another thing, too, which I was like, this is why I'm so disappointed in both Ghost Adventures episodes. If it only took one trip to the local Mm. to find out, the local historian to find out this was never a slaughterhouse, Mm -hmm. it's a distillery. How are they in that second episode being like, we found all this blood on the walls from like where they killed the animals. We could see all the drip. I'm like, well, if that's the case, you better be calling 911, not Ghostbusters, because someone was killed there. And recently, because you're not seeing blood drips from 1805, dude. That would smell so bad. All they're doing is shining a black light on a wall. You know, liquid stain on a wall can be produced by a lot of different substances. They didn't spray luminol on it beforehand to stay, you know, to get the blood imagery. But like, yeah, so at this point now, Carl is dead, right? Yes, Carl has passed many years and he was not on the second episode of, of Ghost Adventures, but they didn't seem he didn't seem to be dead at that point. Carl is dead, and they're claiming that because he dug up the well, that is what triggered the possession, um, and that when he died, mm-hmm. he said he'd be watching over the place. One, one person we have now finally met, after since 2008, hearing she won't set foot in the property. She had a terrible experience. She's terrified. She never comes. Lo and behold, Bobby, Mackey, Bobby Mackey's wife, Denise, is suddenly in the building, seems perfectly happy to be there, and there's no mention of her, I think that that's what we his heard before, wife. being pushed. Oh, really? Is it just a new wife? <laughs> I think that's his second wife. I think the first oh, wife that got spooked and got married. pushed down the stairs. Yeah, she yeah. yeah, she never shows up. Oh. We don't ever see her. This is the second wife who's yeah. like all about that street cred and she's trying to be on the TV. Okay. But yeah, no, the first wife, that yeah, she wanted sense. she wanted nothing okay. to do with it. He's also got some daughters that never showed up either who were like this place smells like death. Yeah, I think they called it like Roses, Roses on, on a grave. grave. Come on now. Some hokum ass shit. Who also has not made it <laughs> to paranormal lockdown? Johanna, Johanna, where are you now? You didn't make it to paranormal lockdown. You know, like her story is just out the fucking window. No one cares about Johanna anymore. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about Robert Randall. We're not talking about Mm -hmm. any of that shit. It's just that thread is lost completely by the time we get to this episode. Matt is still, creepy Matt is still on the fucking premises, mm-hmm. still trying to talk about uh, a man in a hat wandering around in the basement. He's trying to say that he was also picked up and thrown into the wall, but that never had come up in any yeah. of the previous episodes that he was talking about. And he about. said that happened in 2008. Yes. Which is when Ghost Adventures was first there. So it begs the question, before or after they were there? Yeah. And then why didn't it come up? Yeah. So they proceed to actually lock the fuck down and stay there for three days, right? I, again, I understand limited mm-hmm. budgets. Could they have not gotten them some decent air mattresses? That cot thing that Katrina was sleeping on, I was rest in peace, your spine. Good Lord. No, oh. seriously. I have to wonder, though, if if the this lockdown kind of format is not Nick's. Because when he left Ghost Adventures, that format left. And every subsequent show he's had does involve this 
tiny to non-existent camera crew locked in a location, okay. you know, for an extended period of time. So I think that's kind of his shtick. Okay. Like, that's how he likes to roll, I think. Because one thing, and and we will go into this at length in our next episode, um, but one thing I liked about these two is they're carrying cameras that have a purpose. Yes. They actually use <laughs> film from the cameras they're holding. They're not decoration. They're not ornamental. They're functional. And from what you can see, they only have, like, another camera guy right. or maybe a sound guy who leaves overnight. Right. You know, that that person does not have to sleep in the haunted honky-tonk overnight. They also, too, are, like, approaching this because Nick is also like, you know, I got fucked up here already once. So I'm not yeah, really yeah, trying. Yeah. I want to know, but I'm not trying to get fucked up again. And Katrina is the first one who was like, okay, so we're here. We're interested to see what you've got, but you're not allowed to hurt us. There's at least some parameters <laughs> put on this interaction, right? Some boundaries. Yeah. And also she does things like when, when Bobby Mackey was explaining that Carl would sleep with a shotgun every night, Katrina looked at him and said, why? Right. For people? Or ghosts. Right. And it's a valid question. Right. Like, what's the shotgun going to do, again, against a yeah. demon? What's um, it, it going to do to a ghost? Yeah. So, valid. Like, she asks the logical question. She doesn't right. take things at face value. And I really appreciate it. Because yes. it's so often the trend. And she's so fucking cool. Like, when the footsteps started upstairs... Like, Nick gets tense and his face gets wide and she just, like, stops and listens. Mm -hmm. She's like, that was footsteps. Let's go find out. It's all very calm. Very calm yeah. and open and receptive. Like, let's investigate. investigate. Let's not react. Right? Let's not right. react. And in this investigation, some interesting things actually take place. Nobody yeah. gets scratched. But no. I ain't gonna lie, that glowing, floating, growing orb. Yeah, that shit is an orb. Not the little itty bitty fleck of something that we see in ghost adventures often. I'm not a big orb enthusiast. Right. But like those little things are not compelling to me. The shit that they got, that Katrina and Nick got, that's compelling. That was very that's compelling. That's weird. That was like, oh, that started the size of the of a pinhead. And ended up the size of a tennis ball. We watched it float mm -hmm. across the screen, drop in height, go up, change directions, mm -hmm. turn a corner, get bigger, drop, go up, get bigger, turn direct. Like, there's no, there's nothing that behaves like that that we can attribute that to. That wasn't a firefly eating a Big Mac on its way across the room. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, there's nothing logical on this plane that we can attribute that to. And that was pretty, pretty fucking compelling. As was now, I don't know yeah. about this God helmet. I wish I had taken a little more time to research what the God helmet is, in fact, because he was hella mm. pumped about this God helmet and then, like, went on to talk about how they had, the like, the original metal model of the God helmet, but they had actually retrofitted it to be the original right. version. I'm like, wow, I, I feel like you needed to flesh out this god helmet concept a little bit more for us yeah. Uh, yeah but he popped that bitch on and was ready to go into another dimension yeah and i've heard a little bit about it 
you this thing neurologically stimulates the brain into a place where it can have these spiritual experiences. I mean, they say God helmet in the sense that you talk to God. And Nick, after wearing this, did say, like, I saw it. I just feel like if something like that, like, really existed, some dickbag like Kanye West would be walking around in one all the time. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like someone would just be like, this is how I roll. I am God and I'm constantly talking to God. I was shocked that there would be anything resembling a a home model. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did you do this like radio flyer version of like a like we got a we got this child's football helmet and some LED lights. I don't and some sage. We (laughs) taped it up in here and I'm gonna plug it in. And a, to a light bright. Yeah. And we're going to talk to God. It's like, it was just like, I really need you to explain the science behind this. I want to believe. I'd want to believe. Make me believe. But when he had um, the, 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 the God hat on and um, she's out there walking around trying to see what she could get. And then this little tiny dude shows up mm-hmm. right in the spot of the Off wall the where side. he's like something's trying to come through the wall and there's this yeah. tiny little like mini dude mapped out that was freaky yeah also when she in that moment said hey there's a lot of debris in here could you move something yes. and something sizable seemed to yeah. make a lot of noise to yeah. the point where you heard it in the helmet yes Yes. What's, and they never they never address that. And they never go looking for what caused it. No, yeah. And what's what's always funny to me about those moments, too, is they were like, oh, my God, that was crazy. And like, was it? You asked. Yeah. Like you came yeah. here <laughs> asking for shit and it's happening. And you're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I'm like, but I thought you came because you expected the crazy. Just like, you know. Like I was, I was busting a gut in Ghost Brothers every time their little like REM pod or their movement thing would go off. So you'd be like, but you set it up because you expected this, and now you're like, oh, something's moving. I'm like, you didn't bring shit because you didn't think anything was gonna move. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. So the one thing when he was, I think he's, in, this is when he's in the God helmet. I can't remember exactly when this mm-hmm. is, but at some point they did something where I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, there's clearly some shit in the fan. Something icky spooky ooky is on the loose. And one of them goes, can mm-hmm. you touch my hand? No. Yeah. no. Don't ask that. Katrina does that. Katrina does that. Can you touch? When, when, can you touch? Yeah. Can you touch my hand? What exactly? The little demon motherfucker that's like clearly not yeah. a human. He's like all. He's yeah. like an imp. He maybe he's some kind of imp because now we know in the other room, God Helmet Boy is like there's some kind of dude in the wall. He's got a slack jaw and long teeth and crazy oh, eyes. He's trying to come through the fucking wall. It's like, you want to hold my hand? No. 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 We don't want anything there no. to touch. You, you so ha- so far have gotten lucky and not been scratched, right? They're burned out on Nick's ass. Right. Like, they already right. followed him. They already saw his life yeah. is not that interesting. You, though. They already did what they could. You, though, they could still come for. So, like, stop that. Yeah. Stop that. But at least shit at this point is getting interesting. At least we are actually trying to get to yeah. some facts, which is where things then get real weird when we go forward one year with Katrina again. Into the portals of hell with Jack White, where somehow a whole bunch of the information that we have gleaned in Paranormal Lockdown just goes away. 
there are moments when she it feels like she's acting like she's never been there before. Yeah. And particularly given the very short period of time since the last time she was there on national and international television, that seems an odd tact. Right. Tactic to take. Because, yeah, like this is, again, those of us who are fans of this genre tend to be consumers of all of right. it. Right. Not just a show. So when you know that your audience probably knows your history with this location, you know, why fuck with it? But, you know, maybe it's, who knows, it's it's sort of like, again, that we shall not talk about that other show you were on. Right. We're just not going to mention the fact that everyone that's watching this has seen you be here before. It's very, very weird to me. It's right. very weird. And they come out of the gate kind of like leading with the Joanna's debt, like full murder, murder, poison, suicide theory, and then they undo it, right? Um We've, yeah. we've again got a tour guide who was followed home. I swear to you, it has to ask in the ad, do you not mind taking your work home with you? Who is like, I've heard <laughs> of all these people being followed and I want that in my life. Like, I don't understand it at well, all. And for fuck's sake, there is a warning sign in the foyer of the building. Everyone in this circle is like, I have been fucked with. This was clearly demonic. This was unwelcome. This was horrible. I hope this never happens to me or anyone else again in my life. But here I am to talk to you about it. What were they paid? What were they paid? Truly. Because if I went there and even a tenth of the things happened to me that happened to these people... There is no amount of money that you could offer me. How good was the craft service? Like, what the fuck? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Will I step foot in this premises again? Absolutely not. So. But they're drawn there, Sasha. Right, right. So now Bishop Long, too, is now in like kind of a weird space. He disappears by paranormal lockdown. Mm -hmm. There's now no Bishop Long in paranormal yeah. lockdown. By the time we get to Portals of Hell, we've just got um, a mention. We see Bishop Long in the end, but we've only got a mention of Bishop Long from Dan Smith, who was a former employee who got fucked yes. with as an employee, then decided to become an investigator and then found out from Bishop Long that he was possessed, that he was he was definitely right. under demonic oppression and that he was on his way to becoming possessed or worse. I'm really upset that we never found out what the fuck or worse is. Does that mean that you just become <laughs> Satan? Like, what happens? What is worse than possession? What happens? What is it? No, truly. But also, that witness does come back yes. for the ghost brother. And he's another one who, you know, not trying to refute anything he's saying, but when he comes back, the story is bigger and better than ever. Is it? Is it? I felt like his story was somewhat consistent. He was just more impassioned. In Paranormal, excuse me, in Portals to Hell, did he mention the kid getting pushed down that, the stairs? That he did not. That was a new detail about his child being pushed down the stairs. That was a new thing. Yeah. But the way he said that felt almost like like he didn't want to talk about that before because that was too fucking scary mm. to him. Right, but he, right. The, um, the emotive quality with which he was describing this, I was on board with Dan Smith. I was like, I believe yeah. this guy because he also was oh, like, yeah. I'm not going back. There is, yeah. you can meet me for coffee at this shithole diner. I am not going to what is 25 miles away from the place. I will never step foot in that place again. And that's why I was like, okay, finally someone mm -hmm. has some goddamn sense because 
What yeah. the fuck? Someone who's saying, I had terrible experiences, so I'm not going back there. Right. The logical Again, they also, too, they refer to the place when they're driving in the initial, like, scene where they're driving up to it. Um, Jack refers to mm-hmm. um, it as a slaughterhouse. Even though Katrina has already yeah. been there and it's been debunked by the historian, they do eventually debunk it. But it's like, why do we have to start with bullshit? Why can't we just start with the fucking truth? There's also no yeah. mention of Pearl Bryan whatsoever in the portals. Oh, hallelujah. Right. We can get rid of that. All of that goes out the window. Um, uh, We do get the story about the bathroom guy, though. And how he might have been that said that he fell that there was an, a scuffle and he fell and hit his head on the radiator and just dropped dead on the scene right there. And so this is the guy in, in, that's haunting the bathroom. Um, okay, right. all right. Um, we've got you know now we've got a place known as the creepy corner. They're just like giving stuff cutesy names mm. all over the spot. Um, we've got more random guests talking about being followed and scratched more scratching mm-hmm. and growling hearing all kinds of weird fucking growling noises right carl's drowning story comes up again but this time the tub was full of blood right yeah how'd that happen right <laughs> well and that, like... and that he saw Joan- uh, johanna often and he found her diary well. where is it this is the diary bit where is the Instead diary? of the poem that was allegedly scratched on the wall, but somehow was not there. Right. And the diary. Um, Bishop Long is now for, you know, we're now in the to the fourth episode with Bishop Long. And now he is back on his, oh, we don't provoke mm-hmm. this shit. Don't provoke. Right. Absolutely don't provoke. He has completely changed his tone. Right. Completely changed his tone. And Jack gets an orb in the face right as soon as they try to go into the basement this bright flashing orb goes into his face and takes his vision out right now we get a cameo appearance by thank goodness gracious thank the goddess for cindy kaza someone shows up knowing some shit right yes and finally i feel like okay we have got someone who is equipped to be in this space right yeah, yeah. That can actually give us some legitimate information. And who approaches it with respect. Right. Katrina and Jack are not too bad on that that area, but we know some of these other shows are terrible in that. And it's nice to see someone come in with a little reverence and respect. And connection to the other side, right? Whereas yeah. these others, yeah. except for Katrina, because no, she doesn't roll like that, nor does Jack White. But like... Mm. and Hawthorne. But like... None of them <laughs> yell and dictate and command to the other side, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they're all just out here being like, yeah. do this, dance, boogity boogity, do all the things, Make right? noise. Come on, make noise. Scratch my buddy. Yeah. Do all this shit. It's like, I don't understand yeah. where you think, like, you just walk into someone's house and be, like, demanding shit. But, okay, no home training whatsoever. But Cindy Kaza comes in and is like, I'm a spirit writer. So I'm just going to start writing and see what comes back. And what came back was like, hmm, yeah, this is a shitty place to be. It's fucked. It's always been fucked. Mm -hmm. Everyone that everyone thinks has to do with how this place is fucked is fucked in the head because this place has not been fucked. It's always going to be fucked. We should just get the fuck out of here. Okay? Yeah. (laughs) Right fucking now. (laughs) Especially you, Jack, because they really don't like you. And at the point that someone said that to me, 
cut it. I'm not trying to justify it. Like he's like, but but don't you think that because yeah. like I'm trying to bring attention to what they are and what they're doing that they might like me? She's like, you don't try to rationalize with these. We're talking about demons. They just don't like your ass. Go. Like why? Why are we trying to rationalize this? What are you after at that point, Jack? Your like, daddy made a mockery of their whole thing. Exactly. They're still pissed about it. Exactly. So the they're not a of fan the father, of yours. That's it. You are paying for it. That's that's it, and that is all. And like the only thing that she does say, where like you're like, oh, maybe Johanna is something. Where she's like, I've got that bitch's baby. Mm-hmm. Like some creepy. She's saying some creepy lady is like, I want. <laughs> that's the other thing. She's like, this creepy lady is not happy that we're here. She's saying to get the fuck mm-hmm. out. Get the fuck out. I have that bitch's baby. Fuck Jack White and hit the woman in front of you. Awkward. What's that? Osborne. Osborne. Os- I call him Jack White. Call I don't keep Jack calling White. him Jack White. I know why I'm gonna call him. I know why I keep calling him Jack White. That's gonna come up in a second. More sloppiness from a different episode. So Jack Osborne. <laughs> Jack Osborne. Fucking like his. He's seeing orbs. He's being made aware that they don't like him. Um, Katrina knows mm-hmm. that they're they're telling Cindy to smack her in the face. There's apparently a, mm-hmm. a spirit demon baby. What are we hanging out for? <laughs> I feel like we have all the information and it all leads to go now right now get the fuck out gtfo yesterday i watched an interview with them today about this episode okay and they said it was very interesting because on that particular shoot there was a ton of arguing on set it was it was really kind of hostile working environment apparently and they had some production coordinator uh, go down into the basement, didn't tell anyone they were doing this, went down into the basement and started talking shit and provoking. And lo and behold, he had to subsequently leave the production because he thought his head was on fire, because he felt like his head was on fire after this. They said it was just, it was a really, really contentious, creepy, difficult filming process even. And then afterwards, both uh, Jack and Katrina ended up in the emergency room right. three days after they finished on the same day. And they both had friends or in Jack's case, it was a friend of a friend. In Katrina's case, it was someone she had worked with once years prior. But they both had mediums contact them out of the blue and say, I don't know what you're doing or what you just did. but You have a fucking problem. Like you got something attached to you. So that I find equally, I think, compelling to any of the evidence that they got there, that this this notion that Bobby Mackey's comes home with you. Right. Right. Um, and, and knowing that, knowing that Katrina had worked already with Nick, who had been followed by this motherfucker, right? That Nick had already mm-hmm. been followed and went back. That all the dudes on Ghost Adventures got followed. The first one, one claims it destroyed his marriage, for fuck's sake. They all went back. Look, girl, we are doing this episode today. If Bobby Mackey found out about it and was like, I just loved your episode so much. Would y'all like to come on down <laughs> for a honky tonk and good time? And be like, I will politely decline that, Bobby. Thank you. That's kind. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I'm not seeing the selling point. Absolutely not. There's, and there's nothing else in Kentucky I'd like to see. So, yeah. So I don't understand why they went in the first place other than to get some ratings. And especially since one of them already had like experiences with someone who had like an extremely negative experience there. It's just not, it's just not making sense to me. And then 
we bring it all home with Ghost Brothers Lights Out, which is like the all-star reunion cookout of all of these episodes, practically. (laughs) We've got employees, we've got the guests, we've got Dan Smith, we've got just about everybody, except for Bishop Long. And it almost looks like the place is abandoned. Like, I've worked in a lot of restaurants, and that was my first thing where I was like, why are none of these tables put back in order? Like, the entire staff should be fired. This place is a fucking hot mess. Literally looks like they're, like someone had yelled fire and everyone ran out. I, I just assumed it was kind of mid-pandemic. Uh, that's, oh, that's true. That's true. That, 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 that seems reasonable. Um, but, so they meet no one. But they immediately mm-hmm. have this story about a long-haired woman who we won't call Johanna. There's just a woman right. who, right. you know, who lives in the building. Um, she immediately well, they they got a picture appears up. on stage. Now, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. this was clearly yeah. a body-like shaped apparition. I don't know what they saw that was hair. I don't know what they saw that gave them woman. Yeah. I was not getting woman. I was not getting Timote. I was not getting anything at all that said lady hair. But that's what they took away from it anyway. But the picture was cool. I will go on record. Yes, the picture was dope, you know. There did appear to be mist or some sort of anomaly there that was not yes. visible through the regular cameras that were filming yes. at the time. So I'll give them that. Right. I take issue with the face at the end of the episode, but I'll give them oh, that. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, then they go up to, and I love how they describe this. They describe Carl's room as a time capsule that it has not been touched since he lived there. If that is the case. I hope to God it right? has. If that is the case, well, Carl had bigger problems than ghosts. Carl had all kinds of hygienic issues. Um, that place should have oh, been God. condemned just based on Carl's apartment alone. That tub, that toilet, good Lord. Um, oh, sweet Jesus. Ooh, nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Mm-hmm. And so again, they're up in there talking about how the woman told him to dig. Right. And then all of their equipment goes on the fritz, right? Now, now they do cover their ass a bit. I, I will give them credit for this because when we first show up at Bobby Mackey's with the brothers, um, I mean, that is the title of the show, not any indication of their ethnicity. Right. Uh, when we first show up with them, they they are very careful with the verbiage. Marcus says stories of mm-hmm. possessions, attempted drownings, blah, 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 blah. And later on, they say things like, Rumor has it, and they mention Pearl. Like, they pretty much resurrect all of the bullshit. They do debunk it right, later on. but they have to bring it all up. And it's like, why do we have to bring up all this yeah. stinky shit anyway? And then when they bring up Pearl now, now it gets even worse. Now, it's, yeah. now it gets worse because now she got beheaded just because she was pregnant. <laughs> like, just because she's pregnant. Yeah. The only thing to do was cut off her head. Come on now. Poor Pearl. Like, this lady's story is just drugged through history. It just gets worse and worse and worse, right? Then, yeah. so now, they know all about this. They're already seeing, claiming that they're seeing shadows move throughout the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They go down into the basement, and I don't remember what happens first, but they go down into the basement, and immediately, the same dude who is around the lady on the stage... Marcus. Marcus gets scratched. Yeah. Immediately gets three scratches behind the ear. 
And they've already decided that Marcus is possessed. Right. They're making jokes about it. And like, if I was him, I would be pissed. I was like, we're not making jokes about this. And I will leave if you don't stop making jokes about this. Not funny. As not games. Yeah, not okay? here. Absolutely not, not. So then they have like a little party and they invite people over like this ex-tour guide who was like, yeah, I was a child and I was drawn to this place and I came in and I applied and they hired me. Yeah, no shit. I'm sure it's real hard to get work there. They hired me and then like everything went terrible. I got followed and then I got suicidal and, you know, and then like the bathroom ghost guy is back and now yeah his story is insane like it's still the same thing where he was in the bathroom he's excited to dance the (laughs) the um right like that that has a very key detail that he needed to let us know this this episode that he did not in the first that he was like baby i'm gonna dance you all over the floor and then the trash can picks up slams into the wall and the you know scalding hot handlebar mustache ghost is there again right at which although this time he says i could tell you know i couldn't he was standing there but i could tell i couldn't touch him and i was just tumbled backwards out of the bathroom and passed out apparently passed clean the fuck out and when he came to he went to the city hall of whatever the fuck and filed a lawsuit to compel bobby mackie to have the site exercised Yes. No money, but just to compel a private business owner to conduct a religious ceremony on private property. Yes. Okay. He filed a lawsuit for such. I'm sure that went far. Yeah. Yes. Um, And interestingly, never mentioned that the first time around. Right. Right. Or the passing out. And that's pretty compelling, you know, in terms of the story. But the thing that pissed me off about the the witness gathering that we saw was that one of these witnesses is apparently a descendant of Alonzo Wallace. Yes. Savannah. So at this point, even though later in the episode they reveal the truth, they're still riding all of this bullshit. So like the first 20 minutes are all still hanging their hat on the Pearl story, the Alonzo Walling story. Like this chick is saying, you know, I feel this connection here. And it's like there is no connection. There's no No connection. connection. has nothing to do with it. But she did get a picture. She did get a picture of some kind of orb with a face in it, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, she did get a picture of of an orb. What we do then get, thank you, is, and this is why I called Jack Osborne Jack White, is Dan Smith comes back. But did you catch them call him Dan White and not fix it? They refer Sorry? to him, they refer to him, the Ghost Brothers refer to Dan Smith as Dan White and then never fix it in post. That's why I called Jack White. That's why oh I called Jack God. Osborne Jack White because I had yeah. that in my head where I was like, why would you just misname someone like that and not fix it and not fix it? So Dan Smith sits down yeah, with them. Really. And Dan Smith seems at this point now it is 2021, 2022 maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because this episode was of this year, aired in twenty two, so at least maybe shot in twenty one, probably not not much earlier than that. And this is now four years later, right? Three, four years mm-hmm. later since we Dan Smith, as far as we know, has been on television to talk about this, and he is just seems like he is like I'm fucking done talking about this shit. Y'all are stupid. Right. There have been enough episodes on this. The place is fucked up. I was 
almost possessed or worse. We still don't find out what worse could have been. Apparently his kid was almost tossed down the damn stairs. He got depressed. He almost killed himself. I took issue with him this time as well. You took issue, you took issue with the kid down the stairs story? No, the kid, I mean, that's the elevation. But the the thing that he talks about this time that he failed to mention earlier is that he says at this at the point I was became possessed or got the attachment. I had spent six hundred hours investigating this location. Now, that number starts to color the scenario a little bit, because if I'd spent six hundred hours doing anything, I would be pretty obsessed with it. Yeah. It would occupy pretty much every moment of my life. And it's pretty much inviting shit in. 600 hours is a lot. (gasps) A lot lot of hours. To be clear, that's more hours than you have to put in to become certified, to become a a full-fledged beautician, I think, is only 500 hours. Oh, wow. So to become a hairstylist and learn how to do manicures, pedicures, all of the chemicals and all of the health and safety involved in it, I think it's 500 hours. So that is, it's also longer than you have to spend to become a police officer. Um, So yeah, so he spent a lot of his time in that space um, trying to make himself fucking crazy. Yeah. To his credit, though, he does bring some factual information to the show at last. Yes, spilling all the fucking tea where he was like, Can we just mm-hmm. stop. This was a distillery. This was never a goddamn slaughterhouse. Yes, at some point the mob mm-hmm. did live, did own this place. It was a place called the Primrose Nightclub, which I feel right. confident that he has researched and there is a deed on record with the city. Like he has evidence yeah. of this, right? The mob was here. There was gambling. Right. There was prostitution. This was a drain where we could pour beer out into. We could pour liquor out into right. the the things. The liquor could be smuggled up into and bodies could be shoveled out of. Like, yeah. stop with the bullshit. This is the truth. Okay. This Pearl yeah. Bryant yeah. bullshit. Miles away. Yeah. Nonsense. We have no evidence of this. Like, he is really coming in to spill all of the tea. But the thing that he does do that is weird is he mentions that a bishop was involved, but he does not say Bishop Long. So I'm now very curious. I almost feel like we should have contacted Bishop Long to see if he would talk to us about this and see if he was like, no, I don't fuck with that shit no more. Do you know what I mean? Like, why is Bishop Long... You know what I mean? Like, why, why is Bishop Long like, yeah. name out your mouth? Um, so, like, yeah. Bishop Long is no longer even on the radar. A bishop is what we get, right? Nope. So they find out all of this mm-hmm. shit. They have this this little party with this tour guide who was followed, got depressed, almost killed herself. All this stuff. They meet this author who is clearly crazy but has all of these insane stories. This guy who says this thing followed him home, tried to scratch him up, tried to convince him to kill himself and, you know, almost murked his kid. And they're like, let's play a dice game. Right. <laughs> let's play a right. dice game. Because Dan also tells them Marcus is now marked because he yes. was scratched. He is marked for for assault. 
by these demons. So what shall we do? Yeah, you are not safe. I love his little like look to the camera too, where he was like, "What? <laughs> What'd you just say?" And it's like, "Well, what the fuck? Why would you think you're okay? You've seen how, what? Because you didn't watch other episodes before you did this. You don't know Very that sense. the three marks is like a problem. That was my thing. Right. I was like, as soon as I had three marks, having done any research on this place, if I found three scratches on me, I would be so gone." I would be oh, so, yeah. so far, far away. Absolutely. I would be bathing in holy water. I would be oh, fucking, sure. like, I would have bought, I don't even know where they go, like, priest Costco, and they get the Eucharist. I would have been fucking spreading cheese on that shit and just eating all the body of Christ, Dahmer style, but consume <laughs> your whole body, Jesus. Because, like, like a smoothie like, with wine and the wafers, Honestly. <laughs> just take that shit Honestly, down. just dipping them, dunking them, doing whatever you needed to do. That was so sacrilegious. If I've offended you, I'm sorry. But, like, we are talking about people willfully and willingly poking the demon bear. And I don't understand that at this point. So they play their dice game. And Marcus mm -hmm. goes upstairs back to Carl's room. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's, it's hilarious, right? It's hilarious. Because they're like, I set up my motion detector. The motion detector goes off. Ah! <laughs> like, what'd you ask him? But at least his response is, it's, it's also a little kind of tempered. It's not, you know, Katrina cool. Right. But it's not, you know, OG ghost adventures freaking the fuck out and running from the room screaming and then having to gather our butch manly selves and go back into the room. Right. You know, at least Marcus kind of goes, oh, like, and it keeps going. And then he says, what, are you going to play the whole song? Right, exactly. You can play the whole damn thing. I got the point. You're here. Like, All right. You're over there. You're moving. I get it. <laughs> and I like how they're like, could you ask it? Could you ask it politely to stop? And then he's yes. like, look, if there's more than one of you, you stop, just stop it. Just stop it with the thing. Okay. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Good, right. So he leaves. He leaves. But and, and at that point, he is fucking done. Super done. He is like, I am out. This is, uh, fuck this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Says it's the cra craziest shit he's ever seen. Yes. Yes. Because the voice on the thing, on the spirit box goes, I'm right behind you. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Mm -mm. We're leaving. Please, please. Yeah. It's time to go, right? It's definitely definitely time to go right so then they play the dice game again and it's like okay so now we're going down to the well where this fool is like let me get some of carl's loose squares <laughs> we're gonna burn up some tobacco and try to like create a ritual and then i'm gonna hit the earth although daylin setting up the cigarettes with a cigarette hanging out his mouth yes in a way that says i, I either was or remain a smoker yes it's like that man was entirely co too comfortable. It's like, ah, yes, I know what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, right. I understand. Right. It's just dangling there. So they're down in the fucking basement. And then they just start asking, like, some pretty general questions. Like, are you the thing that was upstairs? Like, did Carl bring you yeah. here? Did this? And then what do they get? A growl. A growl. We should note that they actually begin the episode with this moment. And that is to their credit, because they yes. start off a show by all three of them running the fuck out of this room. And yes. they acknowledge, what could make three grown men run away like small children? And then we finally see this moment with the growl and the REM pod going yes. off on command. Yes. And we see why. And, uh, yes. ran like hell. and I, my favorite thing, though, is when... 
they start asking the REM pod to go off. And as soon as it goes, they, they like try to get their little like camera that goes off every 30 seconds or three seconds or whatever it is yeah, um, yeah. to start going. And as soon as they do that, of course, the REM pod stops. And they're like, why to do that? As soon as we turn the camera on, it stopped. Like it was trying to get away. And then they start going through the pictures and they see in the smoke what they are certain is a face, right? Yeah. Eh. Now, what I do appreciate about the Ghost Brothers, though, is as soon as they heard that growl and they're like, I know you heard that fucking shit, and they get the <laughs> fuck out of there. And as they're on their way out the door, Marcus is like, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for what we just did, what we clearly had no business doing. What we clearly had and no they say, business we doing. A line. Yes. Yeah. We crossed the line this time. This was too far. I love it. That one of the last things in the episode is Juwan, when they're leaving, says, I need to be held. Yes. I just need to be held. And then one of them says, what are you, pregnant? That's just like, it was, they are pretty, they are pretty fucking hilarious. But overall, I just appreciate them because they do just have that innate sense of reverence and respect for the fact that they are fucking yeah. with some shit that they really know they have no business fucking with. None of them yeah. claim to be yeah. psychic or sensitive in any way. Nope. They have no business. They have not been tapped. They have not been tapped by the other side ever as people who no. should be fucking with this. No one has really except for Cindy Kaza. Right? Yeah. And I just appreciate them very much for acknowledging that and for apologizing for it. I really appreciate their actually very human reactions. It does not seem like they're they're staging their reactions for for the camera, whereas with some of these other individuals, we all know who I'm talking right. about. Uh, it's all for the camera. Yes. I know that a lot of this is un- authentic because like I'm having in real time <laughs> the same reactions as they are. Like when Marcus is yeah. up in Carl's room and the thing says right behind you and like like it wants him to go into the bathroom where like, you know, Carl was yeah. almost drowned and he turns around and looks at it at the exact same moment. Both me and God, I'm forgetting his name, the tall, slim dude who um, Juwan. Juwan, me and Juwan at the same time were like, bro, no. No. Yeah. no, don't, 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 like, do don't it. go in. You know I mean? Don't, don't. Yeah. Like, I really appreciate them for being like, yeah, this is no, don't let me know. Like, it said it, but we don't have to find yeah. out. We really don't have to find out. So, now what we have to find out after having gone through now five mm. hours of Bobby Mackie episodes, <laughs> have we got on our hands a haunted honky tonk? Or just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. And I think it's a little bit, a lot of bit, actually, of column A and mm-hmm. a lot of bit of column B. Mm-hmm. I think my opinion is that we can say that basically almost every story that is associated with Bobby Mackey's, from Pearl Bryan to Johanna to um to uh the bathroom ghost maybe even is a bunch of bullshit Mm. all right it's a whole bunch of bullshit but Mm -hmm. what does connect with every episode on my murder board are orbs and demon scratches Mm -hmm. the only episode Mm. where there was no orbs although there was the evidence of a picture of an orb was on ghost brothers but every single one of these episodes someone gets fucking scratched and there is some kind of orb-like activity and with right. the exception of Ghost Brothers, and now that was recent, there could be a follow-up episode. Right. Everyone gets followed home. So I'm going to go true. ahead and say this is a haunted honky-tonk that is steeped in a bunch of Hocus Pocus bullshit. 
And I don't know why. I don't know why they bothered, because it's fucked up. The place is fucked up, clearly. No, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think it is legit haunted. I think it's a probably a really fucked up place to visit. Um, I'm not dying to go myself. But I think they, you know, it, there's a lot of big fish stories around it. Because even in the short span of time from 2008 to 2022, relative, with all of this information being publicly available, the stories are still evolving. Even though they've been publicly, you know, discredited multiple times, there are, you know, all of the witnesses in Ghost Brothers that the waitress was saying, well, you know, Pearl Bryant's head was dumped down the well. Right. You know, they're still rehashing these things as facts. And that's taken on its a life of its own, I think, even separate from the haunting. Right. Right. And that and that will come up again in my theories, my feelings, my theories and feelings about entertainment of this kind <laughs> contributing to our culture mm-hmm. of misinformation, where we cherry pick Amen. things that we want to believe and just keep saying them over and over again because that somehow makes them true. By simply inserting a phrase like rumor has it right. or the stories are. Yeah, it could be. It's a throwaway phrase that gives you absolute ability to say whatever the fuck you want. But in a passing moment, the listener doesn't absorb that as much as it does the details. Exactly. The the, the salacious, haunting, you know, Johanna and uh, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, Robert Randall and and all of that. You know, no one really cares if it's true. You know, it's a, yeah. the old expression, you know, don't let the fact get in the way of a good story. I mean, you're t- I, all, at the point, all I know, there's a haunted honky tonk with a hole in the basement floor. And sometimes it growls mm-hmm. at you. And everyone that's ever worked there oh. has been followed home and scratched on their own toilet and has thought about killing <laughs> themselves. I'm believing it. I'm here for it. I'm like, oh, that sounds fucked up. Yeah. It didn't need to get as mm-hmm. extra as all that. But. That it did made it the perfect thing to cover for our first episode of the Extra as Fuck Files. That it did. Because this is officially Extra as Fuck. So that's our episode for this week. Thank you so much for joining us and listening in. Join us next time because you know what, Sasha? What, Alex? We need to talk about Kesha. Oh, girl, do we know? We really do. We really need to talk about Kesha. God. (laughs) 